Hey there, it's your girl Diamond Drip, bringing you the insights and strategy you need in 15 minutes or less. In this episode, I'm going to be diving into what are human design or aura energy types. I'll also be recapping human design for those of you who maybe missed the finale of season one. This will be a really quick bite-sized piece of what I've come to understand about human design. Human design was discovered by Ra Urahu in 1987. Human design combines Kabbalah, I Ching, the chakra model, and quantum physics to give you a blueprint or a design of how you were meant to live out your purpose here in this lifetime. The way that you calculate your human design is super easy and it's free, unlike other personality tests out there. You just need your birthday, your birth time, your name, and your place of birth in order to get the results. What I found to be the most common results that you get from most human design calculators are your type, your strategy, your not-self theme, your inner authority, your profile, your definition, your incarnation cross, and then, of, of course, if you want to double-check to make sure that one is yours, it tells you, again, your birth date locally. Out of all of those chart properties that I just listed, I'll really be diving into the energy type and I'll be talking about the strategy of each one in today's episode. First up on the list are the projectors. So with projectors, you'll find that their strategy is to wait for the invitation. And this really applies in the big four categories, love, career, friendships, and if you're considering moving. Instead of constantly initiating and draining your energy, it's really meant for you to nourish yourself and follow your bliss and master your craft because it's when you're doing these things that the universe will actually send you invitations to things where you'll be able to respond with your inner authority. With projectors, you have a very focused and penetrating aura that interacts with other auras in deeper ways, and this gives them the gift of being able to understand the gifts of others easily and recognize gifts in other people. It makes them amazing guides because they're able to tap into that big picture and ask questions that really get generators and other aura types in alignment with what it'll mean to live their purpose. They are a kind of non-energy, which means that they don't have have a consistent source of energy and that's why they get burned out easily. What I mean by it's a non-energy is that they don't create or initiate new energy. And when you look at their charts, they don't have that defined sacral center. So the key to living life and to following your strategy as a projector is to stop actively going for things that don't really feel natural. When you free yourself up from things that aren't meant for you, you will receive invitations that push you in the right direction and your authority will help with this. The next type is the most common type, and those are generators. With generators, their strategy is going to typically be to respond. And when you look at their charts, they have a defined sacral center. With generators, we have the ability to just generate this energy towards what we love and really go after it. We have this energy that kind of comes up and bubbles up and pours out of us and into the things that we love and into the people that are around us. And it just makes everything flow and ease. And manifesting generators are a type of generator, but they do have manifestor qualities. So I'll be talking about them together in this one section. So when you're looking at generators, again, you'll see that they have a defined sacral center 
And manifesting generators will have a motor connection with the throat when you look at their charts. And so when I say a motor connection, you'll see that their heart, their root, their sacral or their solar plexus is defined. And what that means for a manifesting generator is that they're able to move from response to manifestation very quickly. They're able to skip steps and manifest quicker in pursuit of the goal because of this connection when you're looking at the chart. Now, the key for both generators and manifesting generators is to find work that they really love. They have really open and enveloping auras. And in order for them to really access this energy, someone has to ask them something for them to be able to check in with their inner authority and provide a response to that. Now, Typical conditioning that comes with being a generator is when the outside world is praising you for things that don't light you up. An example of this is when you go to your grand, well, when you were a kid, you go to your grandparents' house and you really don't want to go. You really don't want to give grandma a hug, but you're made to anyway. And your parents say, oh, what a great job. This sort of conditioning gets us out of alignment with what our natural human design response is. Now, generators have the gift of being able to perfect or bask for a task. Once they respond, they have a very methodical step-by-step process that covers each phase. And this sometimes kind of backfires because they end up hitting a plateau and they need to be reinitiated with a question. Whereas manifesting generators, they have this playful and spontaneous energy and they also have the gift of efficiency because of that motor connection to the throat. They're able to respond very quickly. And so the key to living life as a manifesting generator is to have kind of like this four-step stage of like wait, respond, inform, and then act. Now the inform piece comes in differently because of their manifestor qualities. And that's a perfect segue into manifestors. With manifestors, they have the ability to really make an impact. At one point, manifestors were kind of at like the top of the food chain and generators were kind of just like being made to do the work. That's why we really make up a lot of the population. And it's said that we are the backbones of society in this way because we had the energy to really help the manifestors fulfill the vision that they saw for the world. And so manifestors strategy is to inform because of their energy and because of this impact, it's a very like repelling aura. And so what the other energy types can see this as is very intimidating and it can make them put up their defenses. And so when a manifestor listen, leans into their strategy, which is to inform, they're able to win the trust and support of those around them. And that's really what they need in order to see their vision fulfilled. When you're looking at their chart, you'll see that they do not have a defined sacral center. And one of their winning qualities is that they're very powerful and fast-paced and they're able to act independently. They don't need kind of that input from other people. They don't need to wait for a response or wait for an invitation. So those types of things are really what set manifestors apart. Now, the conditioning that manifestors will sometimes be exposed to is that they hold themselves 
themselves back in order to please others and to gain that approval because their approval is what they need. So that's sort of a conditioning that they need to look out for. And then the last aura type are the reflectors. Now, these are the rarest type and they're the ones that are closest to our ancestors. They're the ones who are one with nature and in flow with the universe. And you can really tell a reflector just by looking at their chart because you'll see that they'll have no defined centers. And basically what this means is their purpose, what they were put here to do, is to kind of look and see and assess whether something is working or not as a society. Their environment is so important and key to their health. Because if you put reflectors in a room full of happy people, they'll take that energy and reflect and amplify it back to the room. And the same will happen with a room full of miserable people. It'll be reflected back. And so their role is to really reflect back to us how we're doing as a society they kind of just make sure that we're 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 moving forward and so with their response they have to wait a lunar cycle before making any big decisions so what'll happen is they'll have an opportunity to respond to something they'll have to wait that lunar cycle because that's really what gives them the authority and the the waiting for the truth to emerge for them to really be able to make these major decisions. They have to wait for the lunar cycle because they don't have any defined centers. Whereas the generators, they really, like for myself, I really rely on my emotions. And so with that, I can check in with my gut in order to have that consistent like check-in. And so because reflectors don't have any defined centers, they don't have that same ability to check in reliably. So they rely on the lunar cycle. And one last thing that I want to end this episode with, because I'm still going for 15 minutes or less, is that human design is not meant to limit you in any way, but rather allow you to make a efficient use of your energy so that you can find more balance and flow in your life. And the person who said this is Crystal Alferrero. She has been one of the people that I've kind of looked to for information and it's been amazing learning and just kind of diving into human design. So that's it for this episode. Until next time, my lovely. Mm-hmm.